It's a shaking. Hagador, I need some Pyrin tablets, quickly. What are you taking? Okay. Nothing. But just one, okay? One before the show and one for after. No oh. more, so don't ask me. Thank you. Thank you, my darling Hagador. Okay. I'm going to put this here for Joe. Yes, thank you. Let's just breathe. Oh. The room is so crowded. Could you please, please give me a moment to myself to prepare? Okay. Let's leave her. Come on. Why are you giving him drugs? What the hell are Purin tablets? Aspirin with the A and the S scraped off. My God, what a brilliant idea. I know. Everybody, welcome to Generation Loss, the show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy. And today it is week five of Gay May, and we have a guest. It is Emily Panic, once again returning champion, third <laughs> time champion, uh, New York <laughs> comedian, globe trotting friend of gays, Woo. Emily Panic. Yes, hi. Thank you. Friend <laughs> of gays should have been number one. That's my number one credit. <laughs> Yeah, that's the first thing on your bio. I'm a, I'm a great friend to the gays. <laughs> you have not all, the gays. I was not saying the gays as a community. I was saying gays. Like you some have of a lot them. of gay friends. <laughs> yeah, just a few, there's a few of them, and they're yeah, they're your friends. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I think that applies to the entirety of the podcast. We all have gay friends. Sure, <laughs> I have friends who have made the choice to be gay, and I have chosen to remain friends with them. <laughs> Which I deserve praise for. <laughs> uh, yes, so it is uh, the the fifth week of Gay May. This is the Dark Council theme month. Thank you, Dark Council. We will be uh, declaring next month's at the end. Um, but this is the final one. And this was uh, a pod pick, if you don't know. Me and Jeremy, when there's a fifth week... Um, we get a little. We, we get, get a little pick a little of our very own. Yeah, we we, we get our taste. <laughs> <laughs> we choose two, and then the council picks between those two. I don't even remember what mine was. Uh, I remember but, what yours was. Well, that's all right. We don't have to talk about. <laughs> it. We will talk about it actually because I watched it. Oh, you did? Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't even remember. Well, we'll talk about it. Uh, so, speaking of things that we talked about, we might as well go ahead and uh, do that. Uh, Emily, what else did you watch this week? Oh, this week. Okay. Or recently, whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> I actually, I have watched can... a lot of movies this week and I'm going to, I'll go through them quickly, but let's see. I, um, before I, before I left for Oregon, I saw this great documentary called They Glow in the Dark 2013. And it's oh. about these two older gay men living in, for gay May, I'm mentioning it. Um, these two older <laughs> gay men living in New Orleans immediately post Katrina and like one of them has HIV and they're not really romantic anymore. And it's a little bit dark and they like sell mm. little figures that they make at the French market, but they're, it's, they're both very acerbic the and figures funny. glow in the dark. Yes. Some of them, that's where it comes from. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You've done this before. This sounds um, so sad. <laughs> it's a little, my friend walked out, I think because like, first of all, I was one of the only straight people in the screening. And so I think mm. all the gay men walked Hostile out and were like, environment. <laughs> they were like, cause I was like, Oh, you know, I thought that they had such a great attitude despite, you know, all mm. they've been through and all the gay men were like, am I going to turn into that? <laughs> yes. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so that was really good. I don't know if it's even possible to see that it was, you know, a screening at uh, the film archives in New York city, but if, if you can find it, it's streaming on movie. Oh, great. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Check it out on Mubi. <laughs> Honestly, Mubi's pretty cool. Everyone's favorite streamer. Recommending Mubi. <laughs> um, I saw a Fellini film, my first ever Fellini film called like <gasps> The End They Sail On or something. Fuck, I wrote it down. This is also for Gay May. <laughs> this is also for Gay May. And The Ship Sails and On. And The Ship Sails On, 1983. Yeah, really enjoyed that. And then, That's on the cra- Wait, well, what's it about? Um, it's, 
It's about, there's an opera singer, a famous opera singer who dies. And then all these people are going to go on this memorial cruise to scatter her ashes at this island that she loved or that she grew up on or whatever. I forget. Mm. So they all board this luxury liner and it's kind of just like, and, and there's a reporter on the ship and he is sort of talking to camera, breaking the fourth wall. And, you know, he's like, now we're going to talk about these people on the ship. So it sort of explores all these interesting characters. There's not a lot of plot, but then mm. they end up picking up all these Serbian refugees and it's supposed to have taken place like right after what's his name? Ferdinand was shot. Uh, the Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Exactly. Starting like World War band. One. <laughs> Just like the band. Classic band. They wanted to get taken out. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to get taken out of the water, which is where yeah. they were. So then, then there's Serbian refugees on the ship. And it, it's a whole thing, but it's, it's just mostly about like all these interesting characters. And it's very funny. I, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, it sounds good. It's a, a very early Criterion Collection pick, like before they changed their spine. Co- uh, it's like number 50, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I remember the cover, but I had never seen it. Yeah, it was great. I, I saw that in the movie theater. And then the last two things, I'm going to go really quickly. I saw, I watched Please, Psycho again. Please, you have again. five more minutes. I know. <laughs> I watched Psycho again on my plane home from <laughs> Oregon, which also for Gay May, Anthony Perkins, who plays... Mm. Beautiful man. What's his name? Uh, Norman Bates. Norman Bates. <laughs> <laughs> really stuck with you, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat viewing, I think for no. whatever reason, before I, I like wrote down all the stuff I had just watched, and I was like, I'm gonna have to get through this really quick because I don't want to take up too much space or time. That's okay. Um, we love you taking up space. Again, you have five more minutes that are all yours. Well, so the first time I saw Psycho was when I was 11 years old. It was my 11th birthday party, and we watched Psycho, what? and then we all camped out in my backyard. Ooh. Were you scared? Like, did it scare you? It was Psycho no. the only movie. Yeah, that was the only movie. That was what we watched. Uh, I mean, that's how I remember it. And so, and then two things happened after, which is that the following morning, all the kids' parents picked them up and my friend Julia had lied to her mom, did not ask permission to watch this movie, which my parents Mm. were like, ask your parents permission. And her mom was pissed, like really upset that (laughs) she had watched Psycho because it scarred her as a child. Um, And then that night after we watched that movie, after my birthday party, uh, I went to go show my parents the Wild Wild West soundtrack the cd that i had received as a gift yeah and then they told me they were getting divorced (laughs) that's the best story damn that's a that's a wiki wild memory (laughs) (laughs) so i I haven't been able to watch the movie until now you're like damn loveless (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like wild wild West. Yeah. this is just like wild wild dr West. loveless <laughs> is that his name in, ca- in case you don't remember that's the, the bad villain guys, of the yeah, movie the bad guys, dr. Loveless. Kevin Klein? oh no 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 it's that other guy he's with the, the guy with the spider legs the spider. yeah um okay so then the last thing i watched this past monday i went to metrograph and i saw all that jazz the bob fossey movie in la i didn't know you were like hang out time i live in new york i didn't even know that mm. i thought you lived in la mm. no i'm just very hollywood just that's have that a, vibe no, the last sick. time i think the last time you were on the show maybe you were calling in from la though was that when i was staying i was cat sitting for drew i'm not i don't even know that could be yes actually maybe i, I think that is what was happening okay. now that yeah. i'm thinking about it that could be that time you flew out to la to cat sit for <laughs> drew <laughs> That's, yeah, kind of. I was like, well, you know, I could use a little time to myself in the, old, <laughs> in the old, old Los Angeles. La La Land. Yeah. I love Metrograph. What did you see there? I saw All That Jazz, the Bob Fosse movie from 1979. And it was, uh, it was great. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, it stars uh, Ray Schneider, Roy Schneider from Jaws. And, it um, does? Mm-hmm. Damn, I have no idea what this movie. <laughs> oh, it's really good. It it might still be playing at Metrograph, actually. But okay, so Roy Schneider essentially plays Bob Fosse. Like the movie is about Bob Fosse. It's about this choreographer oh. director who mm. is a womanizer, kind of a lout, bad father. Um, Bob Fosse was straight. Yeah. Oh wow. 
Okay. That's like a classic, like old school musical theater thing. Yeah. Of just like these people Being that you're just straight. like, wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, exactly. Like, isn't Zero Mostel straight or some shit like that? Oh, like, I don't know. Someone absolutely outrageous <laughs> is straight. And you're well, like, like, no fucking way. That guy invented Nathan Lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's one... On one hand, it's like, I'm sure all of them had beards, even if they were gay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when you're like a womanizer... Yes, then exactly. It's like he no... took it all the way to that other yeah. level. And because he was this famous choreographer, at least in the movie, the way he depicts himself, he's you know, casting women that he wants to sleep with in his, in this movie that he's putting together. But then, um, he gets, he has a serious health scare and he, I mean, not to spoil it, but he ultimately dies, but there's all these sort of surrealist scenes where while he's, I think in the hospital and he's envisioning his ex-wife and his daughter and his girlfriend are all dancing together and acting out all these scenes. And it's like, it's really mm. beautiful. There's amazing dance sequences, like the, the costuming. I mean, everything about it is like very beautiful to look at. So this is like a um, like a Broadway campy version of like Eight and a Half or something. Like he like is. I haven't seen Eight and, and a Half, but what I s- oh yeah. Don't Wait, worry Eight about and it. a Half is Fellini, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. I, it I said first my first Fellini. Oh gosh, you did say that. <laughs> did you see Birdman? Same movie. Okay, I did. <laughs> I did see Birdman. Birdman was Fellini, also. <laughs> yeah, I okay, mean, I guess it was my second Fellini. It literally is basically a remake of that movie. Mm. Um, very no, similar movies. This one reminded me a little bit of a Christmas Carol because it's like he's reflecting on his life in this way, but it's it's different. Uh, but and you know, I think critics at the time called it very self indulgent for Bob Fosse to make this movie. But it really, like, I, I was totally riveted throughout. I thought it was great. And I and I was really shocked, having only seen Roy Schneider in Jaws, being this sort of, like, I don't know, mannish type man, and then becoming this, like, fossy, like, you know, slightly effeminate, but also just whatever sure. character. Yeah. And that was great. It sounds awesome. I got to check this out. It's got John Lithgow in it. Yes, John Lithgow plays a very small part, but he's good. And um, and what's her name? Uh, Jessica Lang is also in it, playing Jessica like this Lang. this angel that he's kind of recanting his recounting his life to. Not recanting. CCH Pounder is in it as well. I don't know who that is. She's like that um, very stern black woman who's always playing a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who she is in this movie. Um, I'm a nurse. I have one more honorary mention, which is that I recently, for Gay May, I recently watched the series Our Flag Means Death. Have you seen that? I saw the first episode and uh, I thought it was stupid, so I didn't keep watching. <laughs> I think it's really good. I think it's yeah. really funny. I've heard only good things except from Jeremy. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think I like, uh, I, I, um, I felt like I thought there was promise, but in order to commit to a TV show in this house, I think both <laughs> my wife and I have to think it has promise. And we both were like, it's not good enough. Mm. Not good enough. We can only not watch one enough. episode of a show a night before I, we pass I th- out. <laughs> I think I understand where you're coming from, even though I don't have a child, but I, I get that that's part of your thing. Um, <laughs> your s- s- silly little life. Um, but I, I don't think you can. I think you've got to give a show at least two episodes because a lot of shows mm. have clunker first episodes. Yeah, pilots are pilots. You Pilot, know, there's yeah, like a lot of times there's like I wouldn't have probably kept s- watching Thirty Rock uh, right. if I saw the pilot. Succession, the pilot, I was like, hmm. Mm. But um, Succession is a show I've just decided I don't want to watch. Mm. Well, I, I do love that show. Everyone likes it. And I, I just know. Can't imagine caring. <laughs> but I do think that uh, our flag means death looks cute. It's it's I think it's very funny. It's the flight of the Concord guys, Reese Darby and Taika Waititi's in it. Yep. And um, yeah, he directs most of the some of the episodes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the dude Reese Darby who played if, in Flight of the Concords, he played their manager. I just think he's so funny, and uh, and also it, it's a it's a gay love story. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it turns, that's a big thing about it. Yeah. 
it like starts off being like a sort of goofy Will pirate they, show, won't they? Yeah. and then mm. turn, oh, yeah. very quickly turns into like will they stop <laughs> <laughs> will they please stop <laughs> i can't believe this well apparently they got a lot of credit for not gay baiting because at first you might think they're gay baiting they're just mm-hmm. like alluding to this thing but then they you know they don't it becomes a real thing and, and, and turns- i think all of them were like yeah i didn't even know gay baiting was a thing it just seemed like the you know why wouldn't we just write a gay story <laughs> yeah yeah then it turns into stranger on the lake yes which i haven't seen full, but i know that was on. an earlier gay may film it was yeah <laughs> it was all right well jeremy what did you watch this week Thank you for asking, Bryn. <laughs> you are um, welcome. This week, I watched, in honor of Gay May, as well as in honor of my co-host, Bryn, <laughs> who didn't get her pick uh, for our host pick, um, I watched the 2019 biographical fantasy musical drama film, Rocket Man. Oh, oh. yeah. That's what I picked. <laughs> Dude, what did you think of that movie? <laughs> Not a fan. Really? Not a big fan. Um, <laughs> okay, but is it very gay? It's very gay. It's so gay. It's I, one I must of the gayest agree. movies yeah, I've ever seen. It's very gay. It's very campy. Um, so Rocket Man, Emily, if you didn't know, or if you were a listener at home, if you didn't know, Rocket Man is the biopic of the life and times of Elton John. Uh, extremely involved he is in the... Uh, extremely in the, involved he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Listen, sometimes you start a word and then you have to just kind of shape the rest of the sentence around it. That is so true. So true that is. Go on. I appreciate that you're like only barely doing the Yoda voice. <laughs> um, so uh, it it um, it's it's the story of Elton John's uh, most of his career, I guess, um, told from the perspective of him in rehab. And um, I think it um, it's a fun little time. I wouldn't say it's not a fun time. Uh, I yeah, would it's a fun even go time. so far as to recommend it um, hmm. just because I Don't think you... Elton John's music fucking rocks and uh, they really understand that. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a jukebox musical, basically. Yes. Uh, and they're just constantly playing his songs and you're one after another, after another, you're like, damn, this song fucking kills. And then the the next one, you're like, they're doing the actual song. They're doing like Broadway covers. Yeah. They're very, very big, big, uh, or sometimes like like really dramatic renditions of them. Um, like what is it? Um, Benny and the Jets. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road has a really funny, like the first verse is, um, his writer guy, uh, is like singing it to him, but like like sad and mean, and then like and then like the second verse is him alone in his room, and he's like singing it like very pensively. Yeah, um, I wanted to walk down the aisle to that song, and Jamie Goodbye said Yellow no. Road. Yeah, wow, he what was, did you end up walking to? Uh, uh, in excess Reaganomics, um, <laughs> and they will never tear us apart. Do mm. do 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 do. You know that song? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I that's do. Anyway. That's all right. Um, <laughs> goodbye, Elbert Road is a better pick. I know. I know. I love the sound of the drums in that song so much. I mean, that, it's They're an incredible so song. so fucking big. It's crazy. Yeah, when I f- saw the movie, I was just, I was never really an Elton John fan. Head. I don't really know anything about we Elton John. We call ourselves John. John Heads. Oh, I didn't know that. So I, I was just really surprised uh, how many of the songs I knew and thought were sick. Yes. So I was just like, I was having a really good time being like, oh yeah, this song. And then the production and the the dance numbers were all very fun and gay and I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'll tell you what, there's a couple in here that I didn't even know were Elton John songs. <laughs> they do have a few, um, there's like a couple songs that aren't Elton John songs that are just kind of like sprinkled in there. Like, there's a part where he's like playing in the backing band for like soul acts that come to tour England and they do like a very fun soul song, but there's, he also plays pinball wizard at some point. And I don't know hmm. if he like famously covered that or what, but just like out of nowhere in this otherwise jukebox musical of all Elton John music, he just like goes on stage during his, like his biggest peak of being a drug addict. And he just plays pinball wizard and you're like, all right, I mean, I like the song, but I don't know what's going on. Yeah, no, that's a who song. It is. Yeah. But the song that uh, I didn't know was him was I'm still standing. 
Didn't realize that was Elton John. Mm. Sounds like um, Hall and Oates. Oh, I don't really know that song. I don't know. I mean, I know. Can you sing it? I'm still standing. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's like um, that song. It has like oh, such yeah, yeah. a like Hall and Oatesiness to it that I have to imagine that maybe even like when he was writing, he was like, oh, I'm going to do like a Hall and Oates yeah, song. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> it's in the 80s. I mean, it makes sense. Um. Anyway, yeah, the movie's all right. It's um, it's very campy, and when it leans into the campiness, I really love it. There's like yeah. um, there's a scene where he is like trying to kill himself. He takes a bunch of pills and like dives into the pool, and then as he like sinks to the bottom of the pool, him he's like seeing himself as a child in like a scuba suit playing a piano at the bottom of the pool, and they play um, Rocket Man together. Just as he's like drowning at the bottom of the pool and this like little baby him with like this big fish bowl over his head is in like the worst singing voice ever <laughs> doing Rocket Man. Um, so that kind of rocks. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, like, I think the movie kind of rocks. I don't know. What I just I think that otherwise it's just like a lot of the time it it just like it doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it wants to be like the campy, ridiculous, fun time or if it wants to be like the traditional biopic because it really hits a lot of those notes a lot. It does. But it kind of feel feels like-, like if you saw Elvis, it's like what Elvis kind of like turns the crank on a little further, which is just like saying fuck it to the story for the most part and just being like, what if it's always crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I did not see Elvis. Elvis fucking rules. Really? It's a great movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Did you see it? Or I didn't see it either. Um, but what I did see uh, was mm. on a yet another <laughs> uh, plane movie. Uh, so didn't give it my... F- I've, I've, I've watched the whole thing, unfortunately. But I watched um, M. Night Shyamalan's 2021 movie, Old, oh. about oh. the beach. The beach that makes, that you, makes old. you old. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really wanted to see that movie. What'd you think? Yeah. It was one of those things because it's like, I feel like there's been a cultural reconsideration of if Shyamalan is like knows he's bad. Like people are like, I feel like after the movie The Visit, people are like, oh, yeah, people loved it. Um, And then Split was uh, quite fun. I enjoyed that movie. Um, Glass is not very good, but oh, I enjoyed it bad. because uh, of, um, you know, I like Unbreakable. Um, is that like the sequel to Unbreakable or something? Split is the sequel to Unbreakable, and then Glass is the final in the trilogy. Woof. Um, yeah, Split is actually quite fun. Uh-huh. Uh, and people is, like Unbreakable, right? Yeah, yeah so Unbreakable is great. So Old is right after that, and there's been a reevaluation of like the happening as like a funny, bad movie. And then I felt like old was supposed to maybe be something like that. Um, it's not fun. Aww. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. It had like, it, it is campy and bad in a lot of ways. Um, but it takes itself really seriously mm-hmm. and then ends up trying to, I don't know. It's it, it feels more like a traditional Shyamalan movie where it's like, what's the twist ending of this movie? But it's like sure. you set up the dumbest like Twilight Zone story. Like it's <laughs> one of the worst Twilight Zone episodes I've ever seen mm. where it's like, oh, they're on the beach that makes you old. And then the answer to the twist is like, because of like science fiction stuff. Yeah, isn't and it it's like, like big what? pharma? It's like yeah. they're like testing oh. a drug on them or something like that. Oh, I don't like that twist. <laughs> the, the twist is that a pharmaceutical company is uh, trying to, they, they figured out they, there's magic rocks that just do that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and so they put people there to watch them age so they can test the efficacy of the drugs that they've given them mm-hmm. rapidly so they can like continue to iterate, which is like, you, there's no, there's no purpose trying to poke holes in something that's stupid. It's just, on its face stupid um so there's no real tension um all of the scares are very cheap and uninteresting um very bad i was where do the scares come from (laughs) right well that's the thing there isn't really i mean there's scares because this is what i'm wondering is like 
Like, yeah, this is what I was wondering is like, what kind of a movie is it? Is it a horror movie? Is it a drama? Is it like, like a I feel like drama burn. would be kind of where you'd go with that, right? No, like, you'd think. I would think but, like building tension somehow. Or, it's like know. a psychological horror. Like there is some like interesting moments when the parents who are good actors, by mm. the way, it's Gail Garcia Bernal and uh, one of the hottest Vicky men. Ever. Yes, and Vicky Creeps from um, Phantom Thread. Yes, we love her. She's great. Um, so it's like it has good actors in it, and then they see their children like have aged ten years, and then like sort of dealing with that and like what that means like starts kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just really quickly falls off the deep end when they're like <laughs> starting to get old. Pun intended. Yeah. Um, the really the it's only like pool. it's a it's yeah, a beach there's a deep end of the water <laughs> that's no, there's true there's sure a there deep is. end if of the show it's like you go the, there's, like there's the no little... end <laughs> that's the that's what oceans are about <laughs> they don't end i guess that's true but anyway <laughs> like they all have the thing about it is they all have <laughs> they all it's have the pool that makes you old <laughs> <laughs> it's called old uh <laughs> the the thing about it is they all have different um they all have different illnesses and so they're they're not really putting it together it's also unclear like why all they all have different illnesses if they're all trying to iterate on like one drug is it like a cure-all i don't really get it but is it one drug or is it just they just are all taking this one drug and that that's actually no they're they're trying to do I don't really get it because they they don't give them more medicine. They like put the medicine in their drinks at the beginning. Uh, (laughs) Who is they? The fucking pharmaceutical company. Big Pharma. Big Pharma. That's what they're called. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they all have different um, diseases. Um, The stupidest one is... One girl has something called hypocalcemia. Sem- it's like mm. she has not Fucked enough bones or something. Not enough bones, and so like <laughs> she turns into like a weird like Akira character at the end, where like all of her bones are like broken in multiple oh, places, and yeah, she's like dude. spider crawling towards <laughs> oh. the camera. It's so fucking stupid. What? I was just thinking of. Um, Jack's girlfriend in that one season of 30 Rock who has the avian bone syndrome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got <laughs> bone bones. bones. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? It's in oh, 30, 30 Rock. Rock. One of the girlfriends has uh, bird bones. Yeah. So she's like, you can't touch me. I have yeah, hollow she, bones. And she'll be like, ow. What, is that Emily Mortimer who plays her? I think so, yeah. <laughs> hollow bones. Um, yes. So... It's also got the kid from, um, I think it's the kid from Hereditary is the son. Um, oh, yeah. Dang. Yeah. He didn't do much else. He hasn't done much, has he? He hasn't. He was in Jumanji 3. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not much. Mm. Um, hopefully he gets good work soon because he's pretty good. But yeah, uh, it's terrible. I would not recommend it. Uh, even as, I mean, I like uh, the happening lot is as a funny movie to watch and laugh at, and this wasn't even that funny. It was, it was just bad. Mm. Um, and then mostly besides that, I've been playing a lot of uh, the new Zelda. Zelda too. How is it? Is it it's, great? It's great. Yeah. I mean, if you like the first one, it's I even better. I love the better. first one. <laughs> I'll tell you this: it's better. Nice. I gotta get it. I gotta, gotta get I gotta it. I gotta get it. It's it's everything you'd ever. It's like it's so good. You're like I can't go back. The thing is, I want to get it, but I my nephew is like obsessed with Breath of the Wild, and I know that his dad is going to get it for him at the next whatever the next holiday is. So I want to steal it. I don't want to snake him, and I don't want to like, and I don't want to be playing it and have my nephew find out that I have it and he's not playing it. So I was going to say, can you play it in secret? (laughs) (laughs) I could play it in secret, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't want to talk to him. You think you're going to like undercut? Oh. Oh, so he, he the next time you see him, you won't. He won't it's gonna have be it. It's going to be weird. Yet. I'm not going to talk to him about it. I'm going to have to be all well, weird about it. You can it. get it. Why don't you get the game ASAP and then invite him over and he'll play it. And then the next holiday. When's the next holiday? It's not for a it's, while. Well, it's, it's whenever Memorial his Day is. next week. That is not a gift giving holiday. It absolutely yeah. is. I got to remember <laughs> when his birthday is. 
Yeah, you'll, I, you'll I, say, recall it. I say talk to the father about this. Figure out a timeline that <laughs> works work for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it seems <laughs> insane to me that you can't get a game because you don't want to undercut. Listen, if his manhood is that fragile, just <laughs> um, <laughs> this is how you create toxic masculinity. Yeah, this is this is rape culture. This is rape culture. <laughs> Wait, Bryn, did you did you guys see what? Knock at the Cabin? Sorry, I've just been dying to ask since we were talking about Shyamalan. I have not seen it. Okay. How, is it good? So what are you doing with your lav mic? I thought you were this recording This is a different lav mic. This is not the one I'm using. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Emily See, is this holding. is the one I'm using. Yes. Touch it. Tap, tap it a couple times. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I don't want to say too much about it. I did not like the ending at all. At but all. is it fun? Uh, or is it stupid? It, hmm, I don't think interesting. it's stupid. I enjoyed it until sort of the end, but like the ending, I think he really fucking uh, dropped the ball there. Because <laughs> it's, I, it seemed kind of interesting from the trailer where they're it, like the four, are they the four horsemen? Are they crazy? Are exactly, and that's what happened. But then in the the end, there is a definitive answer, and I think it's a bad one. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, I won't say more about it. You should just maybe watch it. I did enjoy it <laughs> until the end. All right. Okay. I always give those movies a chance because every once in a while he drops a gem. Well, yeah, and... that's how I felt about the visit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get on to our feature presentation. It is 1996's Mike Nichols remake of La Cage à Follets. La Cage à Foie. La Cage à Foie. <laughs> the Birdcage, starring Robin Williams, Nathan Lane, Gene Hackman, Diane Weist, you say Weist? Yeah, Weist. Weist. Uh, Hank Azaria, a star-studded cast. Um, Yeah, this is Jeremy's pick and the Dark Council approved. Um, I had never seen it before, ever, not even a little bit. Wow. uh, On Comedy Central or anything. I just never, I completely missed this movie. I do remember seeing the trailer and wanting to see it uh, at when I was 10 years old and clearly not being allowed to, uh, Jeremy, you'd seen this before, right? Yes. Many times, many, many, many times. (laughs) Many times. This is a classic movie to me. I probably watch it at least once a year. Um, I didn't know that. I love love this movie. It's so funny. It's so good. Um, I saw this the year it came out. Um, you were younger than me. I was very young. I was eight years old. Um, And explains a lot. I uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I um, I had a fr- I had a friend who had seen it in the movie theater for some reason, um, and uh, I think his parents were divorcing that year. And like you know, when your parents are divorcing, you like one of your parents like yeah. It's like you can see our movies. It doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. Well, you have to like you have to like gain points somehow because like it's usually the dad who has to do this because it's like you know I'm no longer a full time presence in your life, so now I need to like gain points uh, in another <laughs> way because I can't really provide you the affection you need. So for him, it was uh, going to see our movies, and um, and so he went to go see this one. And then I remember this so distinctly because like you know when you're a kid, I mean you guys don't know this, but like little boys like. <laughs> You become you become homophobic very early. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. At least in the nineties, you did. Interesting. And, 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 you know, I mean, when you stuff. were, we were calling everything gay in the nineties. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, not like you knew what that meant. It's not like you no, were like, you I hate gay people. No, I know, but I mean, like, you start calling stuff gay all the time, and like maybe mm-hmm. even doing like a funny gay voice or whatever, and like making fun of that sort of stuff. <laughs> and, beating and, up fat <laughs> gay people, and you know, not hate letting. Yeah. You know, not letting them take out Classic loans. And, you know. <laughs> Classic gay stuff. Classic stuff. No, but I, I, mean, I remember this movie stuff. being the first time I'd ever seen somebody do a gay voice or do like a gay impression in like a positive way. And it was like after, yeah. so my friend had gone to see this and then well, no he showed really, it at his birthday party. Like on and that was VHS like what, or That was his version of, of you know, the of psycho, the psycho yeah. sleepover because <laughs> we watched The Birdcage. I love that. And then and like then all these boys who, who otherwise are, you know, like little, you know, 90s style homophobes are all like like dancing to, uh, to like- We are um, family. We are family and stuff. Oh my God, and, I like, love yeah. that. That is so funny. <laughs> I'm sure your parents loved that. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, Emily, when did you first see this? I think I did. I can't remember. I may have seen it in college. I, I really don't remember the first time I saw it. Definitely not when it came out. Um, I think I may have seen it in college for the first time, but, uh, it is also a classic in my house. Like Jamie loves this movie. I asked him if he wanted my husband, Jamie, if I, if he wanted to watch it today and he was like, I just watched it. So <laughs> because it's similarly is like a movie that we both watch like once a year, it's like a comfort film and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so, so funny. Just the best. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I think I might have a bit of a different, uh, perspective on the movie i mean i Mm. I, i'll come out and say i i really liked it i thought it was uh a good movie uh quite funny uh in places Mm -hmm. but i was realizing as i watched the movie that there are parts that i'm supposed to laugh at that i didn't know i was supposed to laugh at because i was kind of watching it because the 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 Robin Williams and Nathan Lane's characters are such people and like such rounded characters that like, I feel like there's some things that they do that you're supposed to laugh at, but I was like, not sure if I was because they seem like sad in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, they're just being sad. And it didn't register as funny to me. Um, Right. Like Nathan Lane, half the movie, you know, you feel really bad for his character because they're like, sorry, you can't be part of this. Like the the child that you, first of all, the son is a fucking asshole. Like, yeah, huge monster. However, I think now at this stage of my life, um, this is my first time really watching the movie as a parent who has like a kid who has like, you know, opinions and stuff like I've, I've watched it since he was born, but like. This God, is the first time. Watch it every year. Since, yeah, I probably watch <laughs> it every year. Yeah, um, and, and this is my first time watching it since he's become like more of a person. And I, I think I, I like, I felt a lot more not sympathy for him, but at least like understanding of his character a little more. Like the 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 selfishness of a child, you know, and and seeing so much of myself in it with my own mother, you know, and like the way that like you never really like kind of outgrow that dynamic with your parent where you're just like, no, I'm the kid. You're the parent. You're supposed to do everything. For <laughs> right. Me. And no matter how much it hurts you, you're supposed to do it. And you can see so much in the way that Nathan Lane responds to Robin Williams versus the son, how much Nathan Lane is like, you're right. You know, you're the kid. I'm the parent. I will, I will accept this absolute abuse that you're giving me. <laughs> So so let's go ahead and just explain what the movie's about real quick. Yep. Jeremy, you should do it. Sure. So Robin Williams uh is is Armand. He's a um he's a nightclub owner in Miami. Very fun little time capsule, by the way, of of nineties gay politics, nineties Miami. Um it's very interesting to think of like the cultural position that Florida now has yeah. uh, versus. This, I was thinking that the whole time. Where it's like yeah. you know, Florida in this movie is synonymous with gay, <laughs> and now it's like, yeah. Anyway, the so so Robin Williams runs a nightclub. It's a drag club. Uh, Nathan Lane is his, um, you know, '90s style life partner. <laughs> yeah, they're husbands. They're husbands, but they can't get married because it's the '90s. Right, um, and a part of the movie is them. Tr- he they want to get a a palimony agreement, yeah. which right. I had to look, yeah, to look up look what up. that was. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it means the right to leave your stuff to somebody who uh, isn't your husband or, yeah. or wife. Yeah, um, which is sad. <laughs> very sad that it's treated with such weight in this as well um yeah but that's that's the world that because i thought that I, I thought they were he was asking for a divorce or something right. I was like, like alimony payments or that's something what I, that's what <laughs> i assumed actually until you just said that yeah i was like but then they when they sign it it was like this like cute moment and they're like oh i love you and it was yeah. like wait why do they sign it yeah <laughs> so it's basically their pals and yeah. so they pals, sort of got a a this agreement. It's yeah. like yeah. harmony for pals. We could get it because we're pals. So exactly, <laughs> sort of the vibe. We should get it. We should <laughs> all give each other stuff. <laughs> um, so so yeah. So Nathan Lane is um, is is Robin Williams's life partner, um, who is a drag queen and the star of the show at the drag club. They have a lovely little life. It's um, called the Birdcage. It's called the Birdcage. That's where the name of the movie comes from. 
And uh, they have a son together, and their son is coming home from college and says, I met a girl, we're getting married, I want your blessing. Uh, By the way, her parents are are super conservative. Uh, uh, The father is a senator, public figure, and they have to come and meet you. And um, basically, like, the, the centerpiece of the movie is kind of this, like, this, you know, comedic folly of, like, you know, trying to get the the conservative parents to the nightclub to to their house to to have dinner with them but they can't know that they're gay so they have to figure out how to work their way around it or jewish then, can't know or that jewish that as well jewish. yeah which is like what what uh, and then um and then you know the end uh, they got to sneak them out and whatever and you know that, that's well, that's the basics of the story. Because, okay, there's simulta- a lot more moving parts simultaneously here, <laughs> Gene Hackman, the senator, his running mate or this guy that he was closely affiliated with has just died in the bed with a underage black uh, prostitute, sex worker. Right. And that's a huge a scandal. Yes. Yes. Literally <laughs> he's a, a child. pedophile. <laughs> the, yeah. Yes. Because he's a pedophile. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's this huge scandal. And so they're like, we have to get out from under the scandal. And they're being and he's being followed by paparazzi, by like the press. And so he's like, and so they're like, well, this wedding will distract from everything because, you know, they've lied to the conservative parents and said like he's a cultural attaché, cultural to, attaché to Greece, to Greece, which is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> to the country of Greece, um, and yeah. So then, yes, in the end, everything all comes crashing down. They have this big dinner. Nathan Lane go- dresses in drag to pretend to be the wife, even though they've already called the birth mother. Uh, Christine Baranski, who shows up late, blah, blah, blah. And then, yes, in the end, everybody gets smuggled out of the club in drag, even the Mm -hmm. women. (laughs) For some reason. For some reason. And Nathan (laughs) Lane is in a regular suit for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I thought the movie is very funny. Um, I was really surprised at the pacing of this movie. It's like an hour and a half before you get or like it's like an hour and 15 minutes before you get to the dinner. So it's like, I felt like the inciting incident of the movie doesn't happen for like a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not exactly true. It's just that like you meet, it's also weird how they, <laughs> they introduce the son as if he's Robin Williams, gay lover. For right. a second. They really, they really milk that for a while. And I don't for, like, really like totally know why. Yeah. Is it's, that supposed to be funny? There's like no, stuff it's like not supposed that. to be funny. It's like I think maybe like at first because like such a centerpiece of this all is is Nathan Lane's like hysterics right about everything like every right. minor thing uh, becomes this huge thing. And I think at the beginning maybe they're trying to play it like to be like oh, but what if it is true? What if Nathan Lane's not being dramatic? Well, yeah, like, at first you think that Robin Williams is cheating because he's chilling two glasses of wine. He sends away their manservant, Hank Azaria. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. He lies to Nathan Lane, <laughs> who does suspect him, plants the seed of him cheating with another man. He's like, why did you buy white wine? Uh, and then, of course, it turns out to be his son. And he's like, why all the secrecy, you know? But yeah, it, it felt unnecessary. To it felt unnecessary. That. It was a little weird. Yeah. Uh, Hank Azaria, once again, playing a cross race uh, mm-hmm. that he, he loves, loves to do. Loves he loves to do it. I, I really <laughs> didn't know that Hank Azaria was a Sephardic Jew for a long time because I knew him from Mystery Men, where huh. he plays like an arabic guy or some mm-hmm. some sort of like uh oh my God. hank he's a genie or something he, he plays is of course sort of... famously apu on the simpsons yes. <laughs> right and then i found out about that later and i was like wait what is he? <laughs> but he's some sort of like i don't know he is some sort of like jewish italian yeah something. he's a sephardic jew um and um yeah i mean he he just loves to do it He's the man of he many faces. He's it. the man of many races. You can do them all, <laughs> baby. <laughs> but I will say, he's very funny. He's in this the movie. best in this. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a problem. I don't care. <laughs> he's great. It's funny. It's a very funny performance. Um, he's very lovable. And 
there's certain things about this movie that get like certain kind of annoying gay guys really correct. I don't know how many annoying gay guys you've had in your life, Emily and Jeremy, but <laughs> like his performance, while it is over the top, like there are certain things like he doesn't wear shoes. Mm-hmm. And like that's silly that he would f- literally fall down because he can't yeah, wear shoes. Yeah. But like those little details like rang really true to They're me. They're so good. And, and <laughs> I love that they don't like they don't hit them very hard and they wait for like I mean, you know, again, it's movie. like you're like an hour and a half into the movie and you've noticed him not wearing shoes and stuff. And then like also he says, cleaning in some... like micro mini shorts and like mm-hmm. a thong at one Shirtless point. Constantly. <laughs> uh, but then they, they ask him, the, the son asks him, like, can you put some shoes on? He's like, ah, but I never wear shoes because I fall down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he just proceeds to fall down for the rest of the movie. Yep. Such great, like, and I think a lot of that stuff is improvised. As far as I understand it, like, a what? lot of stuff that they're doing is, like, just happening on set, you know, like, um, there's the scene where um, they're in the kitchen and uh, it's one of the many times that, like, uh, Robin Williams like comes in and is like panicking and he's trying to get him to put the soup out and he's like he's like oh but there's shrimps there's shrimps and he's like fuck those shrimps and he like throws them and stuff and, and holding like a handful whole of handfuls shrimp. of shrimp <laughs> <laughs> and as far as I understand it, you see Robin Williams break a little bit in that scene because as far as I know that was like the 10th or 20th take of that scene that like they were just like all right just go go nutty with it just do whatever and he just like he riffs this whole thing about just like fuck the shrimp forget the so shrimp. mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um you, you you gloss over a couple things that i wanted to talk about um i think the 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 kid here his name is val his val. name is like val kilmer um yeah his name is val and he um he's just like I want you to meet my, I want you to meet the parents of my fiance. So you can't be gay. And that's just like sort of taken as though the audience is supposed to be on the kid's side. Like, well, obviously you got to tone it down. Um, Cause it's, 1990, it's 1996. I mean, I don't know if that's, I mean, clearly that's not the point of the movie, but like it kind of just happens, right? Like, Robin Williams puts up a little bit of a fight where he's just like, I've taken 20 years to know who I am and now I'm not going to change. And then he's like, all right, fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then when at the, the point of the movie is sort of this nice, I think, me, you know, message, right? It's just like, okay, now that you've got the Republican, you know, fascist here, like, this is stupid let's just be honest about who we are and I love my parents and that's the point, right? Shouldn't hide who you are. Yeah. But I feel like the movie really lets the fascist off the hook Mm -hmm. where there's no real change. He's not like, all right, I'm down with gay people now for some reason or like he (laughs) he just like, they just help him leave for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I did think it was interesting that he's so charmed by Nathan Lane in drag that he's just like, he keeps like defending this woman to the point that Diane Weiss, his wife was like, excuse me, like she's not, because he's like, I can't believe that he's sidelining her in this way. And you know, she, you don't meet women like this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. She's just small town values and he's a hoity toity. Yeah. European. European. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's very funny, but I just, I, I don't know. It's interesting because it's 1996. There is a lot of stuff going on in terms of like gay people in the media and gay rights. Um, And I feel like if you're going to make a movie about two openly gay men dealing with this stuff, like it's a little weird to like leave it off. So I don't know. It feels a little cowardly at this point Mm -hmm. to just be like, okay, well, they don't have to hide from this guy, but he also doesn't have to apologize or they don't have to get mad at him or like have any say. They're just like, yeah, we can be here <laughs> in in our drag queen house in, in Florida. Um, so that was a little disappointing uh, to me considering the point of the movie is like, kids, don't be ashamed of your gay parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But I think that, 
I mean, I think that there is something to be said for how taken at face value it is that like that they will hide being gay because I do agree with you that like you are you aren't necessarily supposed to treat it like, you know, it's it's a fine and good thing. But it's not treated as weird by the characters in the movie, even like right. you know, it's both like Robin Williams and know. Nathan Lane at different times are like, yes, obviously, you know, I understand it's their first time meeting us. Maybe we don't tell them that we're gay right away. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I have tons of memories of like I, I had a teacher all through middle school and high school was a choir director who was gay and everybody knew he was gay, but he would not ever admit to it openly hmm. in school because he knew that's trouble. You know, like everybody knows Damn. and he's not like hiding in his real life. But in school, he's like, I'm not telling fucking anybody because I'm not going to lose my goddamn job, <laughs> you know? Right. And like, I, I mean, I had like a, I, my, my cousin Steven is gay and growing up, he would bring boyfriends over and call him his friend, you know, like that's real shit. You know, <laughs> the 90s yeah. were like that. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, that's, I guess that's what I mean is that like, I, I I understand that it's 1996 and it's uh, that's the setup, but it just felt like it wasn't enough at the end yeah. where it's like, even though the point is you shouldn't be like this guy and don't kowtow to absolute freaks mm-hmm. who are, you know, Rush Limbaugh fans and senators or whatever. It oh, still yeah. doesn't. There's that line where you're just like, that's what Rush Limbaugh that's said. That's exactly what Rush Limbaugh <laughs> said. <laughs> yeah, I love that Nathan Lane in drag is like, is like just like a Margaret firing Thatcher. off all these yeah. wildly conservative Let's things. Just like, kill the mother. Just kill the mothers. That'll stop <laughs> them. Of abortion. <laughs> Which again, it's like these things just like ring so true where you're like, yeah, that is, I've definitely known that kind of gay guy before who just like, if you let them go off for a while, you're like, you're crazy. <laughs> well, you really have some wildly conservative to, views. Like, he's trying to pander to the conservative people. So he's just saying the most outlandishly most like far yeah. right thing. Although, but then at the end, he's like, he's like, oh, but I do want you to know, I do, (laughs) I do still believe in family value. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this helps. (laughs) Um, But yeah, dude, this movie is so fucking funny. I mean, there's like, there's, there's so many little details that just kill me every time. Like, um. Like uh, like when they're I I love little things that they like keep discovering around the house where like uh, everything has a dick. Well, almost the moment <laughs> they walk in, uh, when she's like, she's like, oh, I love how severe it is, and then she's like, Man, it's <laughs> true, you have the whole collection. <laughs> That's right, but it's so severe because they've taken everything out and put in a giant crucifix. Just the crucifix. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then the bulls have little cocks, little gay yeah, boys, little fucking, gay boys on fucking each other, and they're oh, like, "Oh, yeah. I have a woman. <laughs> don't you have a woman?" Yeah, don't you? <laughs> I love. No, that's a boy. I love when um when he's like trying to get him to act straight, and he's like, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane are alone, and he's like, "So what about those dolphins? What do you think about them being on three down and blah blah?" You know, and he says all the sports stuff, and <laughs> and Nathan's like, Lane is like, "How do I feel? Hurt? Betrayed?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be manly i thought that was that's so Betrayed. funny yeah <laughs> yeah that scene is so funny when yeah. he's like walk like john wayne and oh, he's yeah. like it was perfect i just never realized john wayne walked <laughs> like that yeah it is it is really just like one of these like and it's not really a type of movie that exists in other time periods i feel like the 90s is really kind of a heyday for like this style of comedy where it's just like simple premise, you know, decent story, but just like everything is just like jokes absolutely yeah. everywhere. And like giving the performers like enough leeway to like, to just kind of like riff and improvise and stuff. Like and just another one that I just remember is like, you see that first time where you see the statues of the dicks on them, whatever you see Robin Williams turn the one around that has like the big dick sticking off of it. And then later <laughs> in the movie, they yeah. call it back yeah. by having him pick it up by the dick. <laughs> Yeah. I like when he turns it around. It's like has a huge ass. It's like be- <laughs> better. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like in the, by the two thousands, like we kind of move on to this sort of like I don't know, like like raunchy studio comedy style, and then beyond that, yeah, like, like the South Park guys become mm-hmm. and Will Ferrell people. And yeah, it's very and the comedy big and very voice. broad. Yeah, 
doing joke voice. They all do joke yeah. voice after this. And then in the eighties before this, I feel like comedies are like, I don't know. They like basically th- also action movies. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> of like stripes and stuff like that. Oh, where like it's that. like there, there, there is like this action element to it. And it also like, I don't know. It's just like not as funny. Maybe it's just because like comedy just doesn't age well at all. I yeah. What are some other like big eighties comedies? Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh yeah, yeah. loved it. Beverly yeah, Hills the Cop. action comedy is right. kind of like supreme in the eighties. That's what I mean. Like, I can't really think of many like eighties comedies that are like just straight comedies. I mean, there's like Mel Brooks stuff, I guess. But yeah, but he's really more of like a. Well, first of all, he's kind of his own thing, I guess. But like, he he's more in the seventies, isn't he? There's Naked Gun stuff. The um, 80s comedies I just Googled. The Breakfast Club, Uncle Buck, 16 Candles. I don't know if I would call those comedies. Those aren't comedies. Yeah. Those are not Ferris real. Ferris Bueller's Bueller. Day Off. Better yeah, these Off are really more, I'm, These are all just kids movies. Yeah. <laughs> Special Lampoon's Vacation, I guess. Like, I mean, Three Heathers, Amigos. Yeah. Three Amigos is very silly and Porky. funny. Clue is also very silly. Clue is great. Porky is fucking rocks. Does it? No. <laughs> I, mean, I have not seen like, Porky's. Yeah, that it's definitely not good at for all. modern eyes. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, Heathers came out in the eighty in eighty eight. I would consider mm. it a comedy. I one of my like favorite Heathers. movies. But yeah, I mean I guess like what I was thinking about with the eighties movies is that they always have like two to three things in them that you watch and you're like, this can't be seen by modern audiences. <laughs> this is for fucked. sure. For right. sure. Um, but I will say this movie doesn't really have that many things that don't age well. I, I remember hearing some sort of uh, internet discourse about this movie a couple of years ago where people were like, does it age well or is it bad or whatever? But I feel like this movie is very firmly in in like, it doesn't make fun of... Right, gay men are not the butt of the joke, even though make Hank Azaria is playing a very broad gay character. Robin but Williams often, is not. Oftentimes, movies that are even supportive or positive on gay men in this era are also either pretty racist or like mm. against lesbians, like makes fun of lesbians in a bad way or trans people or whatever, but it really doesn't have anything bad to say about anybody except yeah. for Gene Hackman and his <laughs> freaks yeah. of nature family. Um, and I thought that was really nice and refreshing. I was sort of um, assuming it wouldn't. <laughs> um, the only thing that's like, doesn't, I guess like for some certain people, like doesn't age well is Hank Azaria playing a Guatemalan, but it's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. I mean, Hank Azaria, I mean, <laughs> Robin Guatemala. Williams is, is maybe not gay. Um, In real life. In real life. Is that a thing? I mean, like, oh, yeah, who cares? A, I don't know if that's a thing. You can play what, gay, he's right? Not gay or. Yeah. Is he supposedly supposed to be gay? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've I've definitely heard that before. I mean, um, I would be surprised if he wasn't actually gay, but he's dead and we'll never know. We'll never know. But, <sighs> but I don't think I, I, I've never heard anybody complain about like a straight person playing a gay person. Is it's that a thing? Yeah, it is a thing. More now, yeah. Yeah, um, certainly right now. I'm trying to think of, of examples. Maybe of we've that. already talked about this, but it's like lots of people in the industry are gay. There's no shortage of representation of gay people in Hollywood. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, it happens a lot now fine. with trans people in particular because there. I mean, there really aren't a lot of trans actors, and like there are there are more trans stories than there are trans actors in 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 showbiz at this point right I guess like i feel like it'd be different for trans people cuz it's like you like you you can't be secretly a trans person right like you can't like well, like a could. gay per, like a a gay guy could just be like secretly gay mm-hmm. on uh, in his personal life but yeah i don't know seems weird it was just thinking about how like transparent was like, you know, this, this cis male actor playing a trans person when there are, you know, trans actors who would like happily, you know, (laughs) take work. (laughs) Although I remember, uh, there's a movie called the Danish girl with Eddie Redmayne. Right. And then that movie had like a lot of trans people on set and behind the camera and like playing Hmm. cis people in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but just, 
the main character was Eddie Redmayne and they had like a whole reason for it. So I don't know. That's we don't have to get into it, but <laughs> it's uh besides like some of like the more it, it just doesn't have any mean spirited jokes. And I thought that yeah. was really nice. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Like you Definitely. said, they're both very well rounded characters and you know, you feel and you feel a lot of compassion and empathy for both of them. And they are like sincerely a very sweet, loving couple couple. Yeah. You don't really see them like kiss that much yeah. though. Like you don't yeah. get to see them like love each other. But yeah. they're they're snuggly a little. Um And they're ma- old. I mean that's like yeah, that's, that's like old too. couple was- shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna be all over each other. It's a pretty realistic portrayal, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Um yeah, so I really liked it. I thought it was very, very funny. Um and it does it doesn't lean on I think for me I felt the parts that kind of fell a little flat is when there are a c- couple jokes or, or stuff that you're supposed to laugh at that is just them acting very gay. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's very funny. Like when, like when Robin Williams just like screams about his ankle mm-hmm. uh, when he's like pretending <laughs> oh, right, to have right. a, a broken ankle, like that's really funny. Um, but there's a couple things there's Nathan Lane. I think you're supposed to just be laughing at all of the time. And I only thought he was like, funny when he says something funny mm-hmm. um but besides that it it ages really well it's very funny uh and it has a good message i thought totally yeah i mean obviously i i watch this movie once a year i um i'm a big <laughs> i'm a big proponent i give it the big recommend personally emily what about you absolutely yeah it's it's a classic in my household we also watch it at least once a year um so absolutely i recommend it it's great. That's crazy. I, I <laughs> have never, having never seen it. It's just like, it's really, I mean, thank you, Jeremy and the dark council for showing it to me. Cause I, I really enjoyed it and I will probably watch it uh, with my boyfriend before the week is over. Cause it's just so, <laughs> it's just so fun. Uh, yeah, we all like have to, these blind spots. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great one. I, I feel like just the well. one scene of when Robin Williams comes in and Hank Azaria is in the the Lucy and Ricky fusion drag dancing to what song? <laughs> oh, yeah. is, what song is he dancing to? It's um, I don't remember. Is it I a can, chic? Is yeah. it chic? Is it a chic song? Right? Yeah, it's, it's some like, sort uh, of like classic, you know, eighties pop thing. It's like a disco but, song. Um. Anyway, that, that scene alone is worth the price of admission. <laughs> no, it's actually uh, funny. My boyfriend, uh, I, I told my boyfriend that Jeremy told me not to uh, know anything about it. So I didn't even read the Wikipedia. I didn't watch the trailer. But my boyfriend was watching the trailer while I was in the other room. And he was just like laughing out loud at the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't able to watch it with me because he was working. And so he just kept hearing me cackling. Uh, and he was like, oh, I can't wait to watch it. So, <laughs> if you want to laugh, listener, definitely check it out. If you it's love a, to laugh, yeah, if you love to laugh. Go I, ahead and check it out. I also do love that. Um, apparently, Robin Williams was offered the Nathan Lane role and he turned it down because he had just done Mrs. Doubtfire and he's like, mm. I don't want to do that again. Mm. But then I read this interview with Nathan Lane and Robin Williams from when this movie came out, and everybody was like, Robin, are you jealous of Nathan that he got this part? And like, apparently Robin Williams, wife, you know, made some comment about that. Like, cause he loved playing such big characters that everybody was like, Oh, surely you're going to be jealous of Nathan getting this <laughs> bigger part. But I thought he did so great with, at being the straight man. Like the, right. there was a lot of funny stuff being the no straight man intended. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, he does so good. I love him in this. Like he is, his, that kind of gay guy is just, he's selling it so incredibly. Yeah. Um, and I mean, again, we don't know for sure what his <laughs> personal life was, but I just, he does such a good job and it's very different than his like regular, his regular persona. Um, yeah. And there's, there, listen, for folks outside of the comedy world, like there's great, there's great honor and great talent that goes into being the straight man in a comedy duo. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It is in many ways the harder job. Yes. Um, and shouts out to him for doing possibly even better than he does in his big man roles. Um, I think he's much funnier in this movie than like Mrs. Doubtfire, which I don't found funny at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also he, there's a, I read an interview 
last week when we were talking about this, maybe it wasn't even on air, but like Nathan Lane after his, after Robin Williams death gave an interview uh, where he was talking about during the um, press junket for this movie, they went on Oprah and Nathan Lane was really nervous that Oprah was going to ask him about being gay. Cause he wasn't out yet. He was mm. like in the glass cl- closet. He wasn't out. No. When he filmed this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was like in the glass, like everyone kind of knew, yeah. but like yeah. he didn't want to like publicly be out because it's 1996. Um, and so he was just like nervous backstage and he was like, what if Oprah asks about me being gay? And and, and Robin was like, don't worry, we just want to talk about it. Don't, don't, don't worry, worry about, about it. it. <laughs> don't, don't, we don't have to talk about that stuff. And Nathan like, he was like, he was a saint because he, because <laughs> like Oprah did ask him about it. He's like, you're doing all these like feminine roles, these very like, of flamboyant roles and robin just like completely took the conversation in a totally different direction and like made yeah, it I remember very what he does but he does something that's just like outrageous and like just draws <laughs> the attention completely away right. yeah to himself Aww, uh, that's really so sweet. he seems like a very lovely person um and it was great to see him because i mean i like robin williams a lot but i think roles like this he kind of like people forget like they he has the very serious roles like goodwill hunting that people remember and then the really ridiculous kid movie stuff. But like he has these really, he was just a really funny person. And yeah. then there's Jack, which. And then there's Jack. <laughs> which a no classic. one remembers. <laughs> we need to talk about Jack. Not just me. Francis Ford Coppola's Jack. Unbelievable. <laughs> Hilarious movie. All right. Thank you so much, Emily, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me back. Uh, always a pleasure to have you. Is there anything you'd like to plug no. before we get out of here? Mm-mm. Literally nothing. Nothing. All right. Well, you. Can- <laughs> hey, check out Top Chef. <laughs> Me and Jeremy were texting about Top Chef, and it's I love that program. Decent so. season. Decent season. Yeah. Decent season. I'm going to be a little upset if Buddha wins again, but I also I don't know. Nobody's ever done but it he's, before. He's very good. He's very he good. Very he knows good. how to play the game, folks. I'm hoping I'm hoping Gabri <laughs> pulls into the lead. I love him. I love him. He's He's a little saint. He's so cute. All right. Well, you can follow Emily Panic at at a pretty big mouth on Twitter, and she has a link tree. So I'm sure some of those things she wants you to click on. Sure. Uh, (laughs) uh, You can follow us at Jen Lost Pod and follow us individually from there. And hey, if you want to hear more of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss and get a bonus episode where we talk about so many things oh, you should just go there and see what they are. Uh, you can hang out with us in the Discord. And until next time, that's, that's movies. Everybody's here.